Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, welcome back to The Dugout Dudes. Uh, I'm your co-host, Josh Luke here with Brett Tomko. And Brett, uh, you got to co-host the Big Swing podcast last week. Man, with uh, Ross Stripling was out. So what, tell us about that. How'd that come together? Yeah, it was good. They, uh, I got an email saying Ross was pitching on Sunday, and they were, they were taping on Sunday. So they needed somebody to step in, and they've had a couple other guys come in there and do it too when Ross couldn't, couldn't be around. So it was good. It was a lot of fun. Um, they do a good job on their podcast. Um, Coop, the uh, co-host, was great, and uh, we had a lot of fun. And we talked a lot about what we're going to talk about today is a little bit of, you know, how the season's winding down and, and what the playoff um, picture could look like for the Dodgers, for the rest of um, the league, and, and how we thought that might match up. It's going to be fun, man. Hey, Coop didn't ask you to critique Stripling on his own show, did he? No, they, <laughs> the, the funny thing is they cut him down so much. So I said something nice about Ross, and they, they immediately shut that down and say, hey, listen, around this podcast, we don't give Ross any credit. <laughs> so, so I had to start throwing blows at Ross, like below the belt a little bit. So I have to apologize uh, by text to him saying, hey, I didn't really mean any of it. They just kind of forced me into making fun of you. Well, Ross was great on our show, and he seems like just an all-around great guy. He was an integral part of the Dodgers and their successful uh, runs to the World Series. And I know he's got a lot of love for a lot of those teammates. And uh, I think he's got a couple of years before he's a free agent. So he wanted to be a starter. He told us that really, really pointedly on our show. And I think Toronto is going to give him an opportunity to do that. And so we'll see what the next couple of years brings. He's got an opportunity well, and to prove he's, himself. He's going to get a little playoff um, yeah. run here with the Blue Jays uh, sneaking in. So well, he might play Dodger Stadium. I hadn't thought about that. Huh? You never know. I don't know if the Blue Jays are the team, to, the team that's going to make it out of uh, the AL. But you never know. They're a young, exciting team. We can talk a little bit about them. Yeah, so um, so let's start with uh, just a little um, – I want to talk a little Dodger baseball before we get into the playoffs. And just, you know, I still try to watch just about every day. Um, it's been a few weeks since we did a show. So Kenley had an absolute meltdown against the Astros, blew a four-run lead, didn't, didn't even get an out, I don't think, and they lost. And it just made it more painful that it was the Astros. He has not looked good down the stretch, but Doc is standing behind him as he always does. I, uh, more so than ever, though, Brett, I feel like Doc will have no problem yanking Kenley at any time. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think you're right. I think the fact of what they went through last year and, you know, how they stuck by him, um, it didn't, didn't quite work out in, in the long run. I think what makes it a little bit easier this year is Gratterall right behind him. I think Gratterall is the heir apparent to Kenley. Wow. What um, a great, great. Yeah. What a great pickup that's been in what was really an afterthought of the trade, right? Like yeah. hey, we need somebody back in return. But I think this. he's, I think he's the real deal. And I think he's the next, you know, closer that's going to take over for Jansen when Jansen's time has run up, which it's, you know, debatable whether it, it's, you know, the time to do it or not. He's yeah. going to get a shot in the playoffs. And I think if he falters, it, it's going to be, there's going to be some hard talks, you know, in Doc's office at a, at a, at a uh, 
respectable six feet between, between the front yeah, office yeah. and doc about uh, what they're going to do, because I don't think they can afford right now to say, Hey, Jansen, we're just going to roll with him because they've done that the last couple of years and it, and it hasn't worked out for him. So I think, I think it's, it's a very interesting time in the bullpen for the Dodgers and what's going to happen as soon as these playoffs start. A few weeks into the season, and I love the fact that football is back. You might not be able to go to all the games this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there's always the online casino as well, it never shuts down. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, and uh, let's just stick with Dodger pitching for a minute. I'll just run down what's going on. Uh, Kershaw doesn't look great, not at his best, but in the playoffs he steps up the last two starts, including yesterday in Anaheim he struggled. Um, I don't know. Two, I'm going to have to debate that right now, Josh. He's, got he's a on two, my fantasy team. I watch this. He's stats, got a two. But, he's six and two with a two one. Like, but the last couple of weeks, he's he hasn't been at his best. Okay, I mean, if you want to say last couple of weeks, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, what a season for him. I, I he's mean, always great. I just I worry that going in the playoffs, he's not locked in like he has been the last couple of years. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you that one. Yeah, and, and Bueller, we just don't know. He has a, yeah. is, is this blister a real problem, or was it preventative? He did look good in his one-spot start, but, guys, that's one-spot start in the last three weeks. You know who's looked great, and we haven't, we've been on his cases. Urias, the last two starts, looked really, really good. He's been, I, great all, he's been great all season. Really yeah, has I feel been like, great. I feel like he's getting better as the season goes on. And Gonsolin's been lights out, the best pitcher on the Dodgers the whole year since they started – I mean, the guy, his ERA, it's ridiculous. He well, listen, if you, if you were going to walk into a playoffs and I was going to throw these five ERAs at you and you, you have to say if we're going to do good or bad in the playoffs, 216, 3-2-7, 2-7-7, 1.77, and a three four four, All sub-four ERAs with a, a couple that are bordering around two, you would go, do we are dialed in. We yeah. are ready to go. We have the firepower. We're not worried about it. And we didn't get to Dustin May yet. And what I like about Dustin, I like how Doc's been, been, you know, doing the spot uh, relief for May and uh, Gonsolin, even Urias saying, you know, having Gratterall pitching in and bringing him in just so they're used to it. But um, I agree with you. Dodgers are so used to having great pitching that when the, when the guys are giving up a couple runs, everybody's worried about it. But so, so far they've announced Kershaw and Bueller are one and two. If you get a guess who's going to pitch game three. Um, I, it, it's funny. They're not even mentioning Urias in the conversation, but, but it's Gonsolin and May. But um, I'm surprised because Urias has looked great. Yeah, I think Gonsolin is your guy. You know, I think he's proven it over, you know, the eight starts he's made uh, or seven starts he's made that he's, he may be the guy that that is going to be that pivotal um, pitcher because you need you know you know what you're going to get out of Kershaw you know what you're going to get out of Bueller if he's healthy you know the the wild cards are those other three guys but they've been pitching great I know it's a small season you're talking about ten starts but for ten starts to to be putting up the numbers they're putting up I'd throw any one of those three guys out there in the number three and feel pretty comfortable doing it 
if they need a number three, the first series is three games, best of three, right? And yeah, so, they might not need one with the day off. They might be able to go one, two, one, two. And what's interesting with-, with the playoffs is my understanding is once they get in the bubble, there are no days off during the series. I heard they're playing seven straight days. Oh, wow. I didn't And they that. have days off. Which, which I think probably the players said, hey, we don't want to be in this bubble forever, so let's do this right. So I don't know. Who knows? But, but it'll be interesting. I'm always excited to see what the Dodgers do with pitching. And one more thing on the Dodgers before we get expanded, just baseball in general. Three of their best hitters have been below the Mendoza line the entire year. Bellinger's batting like sixth or seventh right now. Muncie just in the last three or four days started to get hit the ball, bring his average up to, I think, 218. And Jock's been under a buck 82. And the Dodgers are still rolling along. Well, uh, what do you think? The funny thing is, is um, we talked about this on, on you know, the Big Swing podcast, is that you could take – uh, Coop made a, a great point. He said, if you were an alien and you came down and you watched this Dodger team at any given night, you would pick a different player and say, that's their superstar because guys, guys, they have that much firepower. Yeah. The fact that Cody Bellinger isn't doing what he did last year. The fact that Mac Muncie isn't doing, they got Will Smith that stepped up. They yeah. got, you know, Corey Seager that stepped up. They Seager's got Mookie. having a huge year, and Chris Taylor's having a year. Yeah, and then you got Mookie Betts, who's, who's proven, you know, why they went out and got him. He's, he's you know, quite possibly the, the MVP for the, for the season. Yeah. Um, I feel like – and really, if you look at Bellinger, we, we broke it down last year. He's only hitting 238, but he's still driving in, you know, a decent amount of runs and hitting home runs. Just same amount of RBIs as pretty much everybody else, you know, uh, yeah. kind of in the realm of, you know – Will Smith's got 23, you know, Turner's got 23. He was hurt a little bit, but he's still driving and runs. So he's still being productive, which, which, which helps. And, and Peterson, uh, you know, Peterson, had he's a doing what he always does. He's hitting yeah. 180 and yeah, he's hitting, and he's hitting some home runs, lots of extra base hits. And Rios has been a pleasant surprise too. I don't think there's any question. He'll be on the playoff roster this year. Um, he's been, he's been getting some starts at third base as well. So so, guys, the Dodgers, you know, people say they are the best team, hands down. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, the playoffs, anything can happen. So, you know, we love the Dodgers on this show. We'll see what happens. But let's talk about your Padres. I say your Padres, and then I want to get to your real team, the Reds, man. The Reds right. made it in, dude. Dude, I'm, I'm excited it. for them. I know a lot yeah. of people, you know, David Bell is a good friend of mine. So, to see to see them do well, we can talk a little bit about them a little bit. But it, it's it, it's been fun to see. But there's some good teams. Talk about the Padres. Are the Padres your biggest threat to the Dodgers in the National League right oh, now? Oh, I think without a doubt. And I, I, I believe I said that before we even started anything. Watch out for them in this short run. Um, just because they're young, they're talented. Um, they're, they're very similar to the Blue Jays in the, in, the, in the respect that they're young and they have nothing to lose. Yeah. And those teams, when, they, when you have that, that chemistry that, that you see on the field every night and they have that carefree attitude of – you know, it's us against the world. We're not the team to beat. We're not the Dodgers. We're not expected to go out there and win National League titles year after year. Uh, they're hoping they get to that point. But when you get into the dance, you know, not, we always talk about not the best team wins. And, and the Padres may not be the best team, but they are a very dangerous team. Well, and I think um, t- 
Tatis has, I don't know if taking the pressure off of Manny is the right way to describe it, but Manny is kind of the, the new Manny. You know, there was Manny Ramirez who was kind of the wild card and, and some teams couldn't put up with his three-ring circus. And Machado's a little bit like that too. And with the young kid taking the attention off who, who literally, he's like Mookie Betts, the guy like his lights out, a five-tool player, and is so exciting to watch. Manny's hitting behind him quietly having a better season than Tatis statistically in a lot of ways. It's like, it's like he had like some ridiculous hitting streak going and the Padres were on a tear. I agree. They scare me more than the Braves or the Cubs and the Dodgers would face them in the second round in Texas because they are the four seed, which was the highest ranked uh, wild card. So it could be an interesting second round, but Clevenger being out, hurts them a lot because that guy can be one of the best pitchers in baseball when he's on. Right. I, I think you hit a, a lot of things right on the head. Um, their offense, I, I, I don't think you can deny what they are doing. Um, Will Meyer has been huge this year too. Will Meyer, Cronenworth, he's probably going to win rookie of the year. Um, you know, Tatis, he's exciting. He plays shortstop. He's, he's kind of that spark plug. And like you said, Machado, Machado is doing what he has done in the years past. He's hitting 300. Um, they've had a lot of guys, you know, fill in. Profar has been great. Um, Grisham's been great. You know, I think the big question mark is is absolutely going to be the pitching staff. I think that's where, you know, if it boils down to if the Padres are going to win or lose, it's all going to come down to that. And Clevenger coming over, you know, the Padres did it all year. And this is kind of where my head sits. If he is healthy, I, I know he's got, he got banged up in his last start and he's a question mark. Um, if he is healthy, you know, it definitely helps because you got Zach Davies, you got Lament. They've been solid all year. They're sub three ERAs. Um, they've been pitching well. Paddock has been a little bit inconsistent, but has the ability to go out there on any given day and shut a team down. So, you know, you had, you throw in that. And if Clevenger's healthy, dude, they got a shot. If they can, and they have a strong bullpen, they have a very strong bullpen and they have for a few years now, one of the best bullpens, I think in all of national league baseball. Um, so if 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 they hit the stride right and they run into the Dodgers, that that could be kind of like the Washington team we talked about last year. You know, not quite as strong as pitching as Strasburg and, and Scherzer, but as exciting and Those kind two guys of that have been good, man. Yeah, and been good. and that team that you you look at and go, they, could they be the team of destiny? San Diego hasn't been in the playoffs, and I forgot like twelve or thirteen or fourteen. It's years. kind of a bummer that they play the Dodgers in the second round because it would be so fun for for that to be. The, oh, I mean, the team LCS for that to go to the show. World Series. Oh, without yeah. a doubt. I, yeah, I, I was kind of so the funny thing is you said that I was kind of hoping. I started yeah. looking at this a couple of weeks ago and I was like, ah, oh, man, they're going to play him in the second round. I would love it if they lost some games <laughs> yeah, and kind of stuck too. into like that fifth seed. Too, man. So fifth seed, or if they even were like the wild card team, because I think they're good enough that they, they got a shot. They definitely, in my mind, won the trade deadline too. Their catching spot was not producing at all. They picked up a catcher. I think uh, Mitch Moreland, I oh, had Mitch, him on my Mitch fantasy great. team. Yeah. And he's, he's, I think he's got a world series ring. If I'm, with if I'm Boston. not mistaken with Boston yep. veteran leadership, he was, he was platooning and still hitting bombs in Boston. So I mean, and then Clevenger, which I think they have under contract for two or three more years who, who, when he's healthy, uh, can be lights out as long as you can deal with the – he brings a little bit of a three-ring circus. And, again, guys, usually <laughs> you know what, those things I, do well together, right, with Tatis and Manny. Like, that, that works for those guys. The funny thing is, is I, I have not been on the Clevenger, like, train at all. No, you, because you I, I just – you know, and I've said that on previous podcasts, and a buddy of mine's the clubhouse manager for the Padres. So I text him, and I was like, dude, what's the deal with Clevenger? Yeah, like, is he a clown? Deal? Like – 
Cause you know, that's the, like on the, on the surface, you know, that's all the fancies. And you know, when I was playing, you get to know people a little bit more and you, you, you can kind of look through all that stuff. Like Swisher, a lot of people think Nick Swisher was a clown just because he was a big personality as nice of a person as you will ever meet and caring. So getting to know him more, you're like great guy. So I text Spencer, who's a buddy of mine. And I said, Hey, Clevenger clown or good guy. And he's like, dude, I love him. He's a great guy. So it makes me feel a little bit better watching that, that this guy isn't just a clown that is going to annoy me every time I flip on, you know, the Padre station and see him, you know, jockeying around like he does. He just may need someone to manage his social media account. or his, or get his hair or, or get his hair under control. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks to uh, Dustin may takes a little bit of the pressure. I'm so let's stick well, with the, he, the social media comes from Bauer. We can get into Bauer when we talk a little bit yeah. about the reds. I think, I think those two guys were as thick as thieves. And, and yeah. I mean, you gotta, you know, the way the world works now and the way people have to self promote and there's so much Instagram and Facebook you know, it's your marketing, your brand, and, and you can't, I don't think you can put anybody down for trying to maximize on the small window of opportunity they have in their major league baseball career to really like publicize themselves and make the most of it. And those guys, good or bad, um, you know, you love them or you hate them. They're doing it as, as good as anybody. Yeah. And I, I like that. It's entertaining for me. I, I just love baseball. I love social media. So it's a perfect combo so let's talk national league playoffs i'm going to read to you what was updated just a few minutes ago on the mlb uh playoff picture for the national league let's stick with the national league the cardinals and giants can each clinch a postseason spot by either winning two more games uh this is saturday uh or uh, a victory uh, or a loss by the phillies or brewers so what they have projected is the giants and dodgers in round one um the giants just haven't they, they don't scare me at all knock on wood but other than just being the giants i mean do you see any way the giants beat the dodgers okay the giants actually were playing five they beat the dodgers two out of four earlier in the year at dodger stadium this is a dicey question for me because a good friend of mine is one of the owners of the giants so yeah. i i i told her um i would never root publicly against the giants <laughs> so um you know i i don't i don't think they have the firepower that the dodgers do and i think that's been evident the whole season um, but with that said, any team that gets into the playoffs has a Come chance. Sure. And yeah. They, so they just don't have the pitching. And no, don't and they the don't. And what worries me is in a situation like that, any first round worries me. The, the, the five game series worries sure. me no matter what, no matter if you're facing the worst, you can take the Dodgers and throw them against the worst team in the league. And there's still a, a, a sense of, gosh, if you have Kershaw goes out there and has a bad, you know, eats a bad burrito and doesn't feel good. You know, he could have a bad day and you're down one nothing. So and that, that the scares Michael me. Jordan thing, right? You get the bad pizza in Salt Lake City. <laughs> right, right. So so I, I think I, let, let, let's backtrack just a second on the playoffs. I think the one thing that I really like about the playoffs, the fact that they expanded it and there's more teams in it, I think it's a little more exciting for, for the fans to see there's and more the fan involvement. All, all at home is a big deal. For those of us that don't like the three-game series, the fact that they said they're all at the home team stadium, and I'm guessing they're going to have the visitor be the actual quote-unquote home team the second game. Yeah. Have, you, have you heard any of that? I, I, I haven't know. heard that, but I, the wild card game is the one game that I – or the one series that I, I like the fact that even yeah. if it's all at, all at the home stadium or whatever, I like the fact that it's two out of three. You don't fight this whole season – to play 162 and yeah. it comes down to one game and it might not even be your best pitcher. Yeah. Um, and that's why I like you get, at least you got that, that second and third game to kind of make, make your, your case that 
if your first, your, your number one or number two guy doesn't fall on that day, that it doesn't come to that, down to that. The Reds, when I was uh, 99, um, it was before the two wild card teams. We actually tied for the wild card and we played oh, the Mets. We yeah. played the Mets in a one game uh, playoff in Cincinnati, which was one of the coolest things ever. Cincinnati, you know, holds holds a lot of people and never filled up. This whole stadium was filled. There must have been 70,000 people Great in the stadium. Great fan base. Yeah, that's And cool. we ran into Al Leiter. And Steve oh, Parrish, who was probably like our fourth or fifth starter, fell on that day, pitched great, gave up two or three runs, but Al Leiter threw a one-hitter against us. And we were done. We were going home. If it would have been like a two out of three, then you have a chance to come back and win two games and still, still make the playoffs. So – I like the fact I, I, I think Major League Baseball may see some things that work or don't work in this whole abbreviated season and, you know, playoff bubble that they might like. I, I'm hoping the DH isn't one of them that they like and they eliminate the pitcher hitting, but that's a whole nother podcast. I'm curious if MLB will stick with this. I heard the NFL is sticking with the one game uh, wild card expansion. So, so, Hey, let me just close up on the giants. I, the Giants uh, GM is a former Dodger guy, right? So yeah. look for the Giants to be kind of what the Padres are next year or the year after. It's probably a one to two year projection where they're they're rebuilding, they're getting younger, they're pitching, their farm system strengthening. So look for them to be real competitive in the next two years. How about the Braves, the number two seed versus your Reds? I mean, do the Reds can the Reds win that series? I'm not that yeah. up on the Reds this year. Who's the Reds pitchers? Are they capable of? getting hot and, and pulling off two out of three in Atlanta. Cause Atlanta's, Absolutely. Atlanta's I think, been hot this year. Well, Atlanta lost their, their number one pitcher, Soraka. Um, mm-hmm. I think that hurts them the most offensively, super high powered. They were last year. They were one of the teams we talked about last year that could sneak in the national league and win it all. Um, I think losing their number one guy is going to hurt them a little bit. Um, I think the Reds pitching staff, you got, Castillo, Luis Castillos, who's he's like good, yeah. the second coming of like Pedro Martinez. Like he's got that type of stuff. Sonny Gray and Trevor Bauer, who arguably like him or not, could possibly be the front runner for the Cy Young. Um, I, I don't think, I think he's leading every single uh, pitching category there is in the National League. So he's, he's probably the guy. So you throw those three guys out there on any given day and you have a chance to throw a shutout. So I think I think the Reds, in terms of how they're going to win playoff games, is they're pitching. Their offense has been okay. It hasn't been, like, lights out. But you have guys that have, you know, historically been really great major league hitters. You got Votto. You got Moustakis. Um, those guys, you know, and can go out there and, and change ball games any day of the week. Yeah. So I, I, I'm looking for the Reds. I, I – I don't want to say it's going to be an upset in the first round, but, you know, being a Reds guy and, and you know, that's where I came from uh, in my baseball career, I'm rooting for him. I want to see him do well. Hey, did you ever play with Adam Dunn uh, when he was with the Reds? Wasn't he with the no, Reds? No, you know what? Adam, Adam came after. I was there when they drafted Adam Dunn and Austin Kearns in the same draft, and they brought these kids into the stadium to kind of, like, take BP. <laughs> and those guys, I mean, they're massive. Adam Dunn's a massive human being, and Adam, Adam Kearns is huge, too. And they brought these kids in who were, like, basically, like, right out of high school, and they were hitting bombs on, on, in, in Old Riverfront Stadium. And I was like, dude, why don't they just put uniforms on them, and they can start tonight for us? Because they were that good. Um, they, were, they were something to see. 
Well, because I think isn't that Adam Dunn that's playing for the the Braves? Just he had two three home run games in the same this year. Uh, yeah, is no, he still no. it's a different no. Dunn. Okay. Yeah, Adam Dunn. Adam Dunn's long gone. Retired. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah. is this guy really still playing? He's got to be eighty years old. Here's a fun fact: Adam Dunn was the last home run I gave up in my major league career. Oh, was he really? Yeah, for yeah, I have a ball signed for. I have a I have a ball signed by Rico Bronia, who was the first home run I ever gave up, and then Adam Dunn was the last home run I ever gave up, and I I got them both to sign a ball for me. No, he's <laughs> fun man. fact. That means it, that's super irrelevant in any any conversation, <laughs> except well, for my trophy case. So let's look at the Marlins and the Cubs. I mean, I, I just wouldn't rule the Marlins out of anything this year. I mean, they've had such a strange year, being the first to have a COVID outbreak. Um, there's no expectations whatsoever. Um, they just beat the Yankees to clinch. I mean, there's just a lot of things going their way. I mean, do they have the firepower to upset Chicago? I. It's, I don't, I don't see it at all, to be honest. Um, you know, and I don't know that much about them. That, that's, I, think, I think them being in Miami and have historically not been like, you know, teams that, that people are really paying attention to, I, I don't really know. They have some firepower. Sterling Marte. Um, here's another fun fact. Matt Joyce uh, went to my alma mater, Florida Southern. I think he's the only Florida Southern player in the big leagues right now. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't see them beating the Cubs. The Cubs have been great all season. Um, they kind of were the team in the, in the central that, that kind of walked away just with everything. Quiet. Yeah, they started really, really hot. Yeah, and, and, and just quiet. And they, they have, they have the, the offense and the firepower that they can put up runs. I just don't know if, if the Marlins – um, but you never know. Like I said, it's a, it's a five game series, you know, anything yeah. can happen in those. You have a couple pitchers go out there and throw gems. Um, I bet you probably couldn't even name, I mean, you play fantasy baseball, but could you name one of the Marlins starters? I had one guy for a while. He's dealing, he had good stats, but I don't know if he got hurt or something, but yeah, I don't even I know mean, his name. Pablo, know his Lope, name. <laughs> Pablo Lopez, Sandy yeah. Alcantara, that, which, yeah. um, oh gosh, which guy is it? Is it, um, there's one guy that's filthy, and I'm, I'm it might be Pablo Lopez. So, I was confusing done with is Adam Duvall, dude. For oh, the, Duvall, yeah, 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 right. He had two, but he had two in the same week, three home run games like two weeks ago. It was crazy, huh? Well, Duvall's out. he's a San Diego, I think. No, he was he's in Atlanta. This? He's in Yo, Atlanta, Atlanta, right Atlanta. yeah, Atlanta. But and I think he's got, a Cincinnati guy. He's, yeah, he was in Cincinnati from 15 to uh, 8 uh, to 17. Now he's in Atlanta the last two years, and he's got 16 dingers uh, this year. And it's funny because projected over the whole season, there's so many guys on like a 45, 50 home run pace. Uh, Pollock for the Dodgers, he's got 15, 14 bombs, something like that. So. Yeah. I uh, I was confusing those two. So I okay, well, what about so, what about the American League? Where where are we? Well, hold on, we got one more game. One more, okay. one more matchup. We got the Cardinals and Padres. Padres. We already kind of talked about that, right? Yeah. I mean, the Cardinals too, but they're always consistent. Yeah, like that, that's the thing. They're that one. They're that one team that like there's no flash. There's no like glitz and and glamour. They just come in there and they're like hardcore, hard nose uh, playing. So. You know, the Padres are the exciting team. They're the team that I'd like to see advance. Uh, so that's who I'm going with. But the Cardinals, man, they're, they're historically always tough. And, yeah, the, and they, they've been playing well to get in because a couple of weeks ago they weren't in for sure. In fact, I think they still have to win one more game, right, to get in. So, um, 
So, yeah, so that's the National League. Let's look over at uh, the American League. Uh, we have the Blue Jays and the Rays. I Blue Jays feel good to me, but the Rays have been so good, not just this year, but the last couple of years. They just they got great talent. I don't see the Blue Jays pulling that off. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I, I, I think the Blue Jays are similar, like I said, to the Padres. You know, you got Biggio, you got Bichette, you got Guerrero. You got three, like, former – you know, kids that have been around the clubhouse, now they're solidified big leaguers that are young, exciting. I think the one word that comes to mind is swag. That team's got a lot of swag. They, yeah. they walk in there. I mean, look at, they're playing in Buffalo. They didn't even get to play in a big league city yeah. the whole year. And to go out there and, and play as well as they did to get in the playoffs, they're dangerous. They, they, got, they got nothing to lose going against the Rays who are the number one seed, which the Rays have been solid all year. Kevin Cash is a good buddy of mine. He's He's a manager that kind of can like group the kids together and, and be a positive force and create a, a great environment for them to succeed. So, you know, the Rays, I think, are going to be a very tough team. But, you know, the Blue Jays, they're exciting. So I, it's one of those things you just never know. Yeah, and, and the White Sox and A's are intriguing to me because both you and I have been really impressed by the A's all year. But the White Sox have quietly been consistent, and they have a lot of star power that, that's got playoff experience. So I – I think that's going to be an interesting series, but the A's are so good. They're like the typical A's, right? No, nobody on the radar, but they all are these really good young names. Yeah, I, 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 the White Sox have played great all season, and, and you know they've been they've been that team that has has been consistent. Um, like you said, a lot of a lot of young star Abreu, um, great firepower. Uh, you know, I, 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 I the most likely upset in the American league. Actually, I, I see, uh, I think the Rays are going to win. I think the twins are going to dominate the Astros. I, I can't wait to watch the Yankees and Indians, but I, I think the white Sox uh, are the most likely to upset the A's. Cause the yeah. A's and the A's uh, Chapman, a uh, Chapman went down for the whole year, right? The third baseman, I think he yeah. went down with an injury. So that, I think that hurts them a lot, but you know, they're, they're that team, like you said, that they're always in the playoffs and they're always, they're always dangerous. Um, but, yeah, I think the White Sox are the team that, that could upset. I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, the Indians, the Yankees, um, the Yankees, man, they, I think they're one of the hottest teams in baseball right now. They went through that slide where they had lost like 10 in a row. They but then they healthy like for a game. Like, like, it seems like somebody's always hurt. They have somebody yeah, well, of course, yeah. They got, they got guys that are hurt all the time. But they have enough, you know, backup that, that they can fill in. Um, they, they've been the hottest team in baseball. I think they won 10 and 10 in a row, I think at one point coming down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, so if, if they get hot and that's the playoffs, we've talked about it. If you get hot walking into the playoffs and this is going to be a different playoffs because everyone's going to be in a bubble. Um, but you know, you get hot going in the playoffs, who knows what you can do. I, I think I see the Yankees, even though the Indians have, have great pitching with Bieber, Bieber probably going to win the Cy Young in the American league, but you know, the Yankees, they got that offense. They got that firepower. They have that history. Um, I see the Yankees beating the Indians. The Yankees raise as a second. I'd like to see the Indians win. I'm, I'm born in Cleveland, so I kind of always secretly root for the Indians. So, you know, I would love to see the Indians win. But I, I would love to see, well, you know. The that takes on the Rays, assuming the Rays win in the second round. So I mean, the Rays-Yankees is always a classic matchup in the American League. So yeah. that'd be fun to watch. Well, I feel like the Twins may have the easiest path. I already know. I already know who you want to win this one. This is yeah. like a no-brainer for you. Yeah, and the Astros are, are just aren't any good. Everybody's hurt. They, their pitching's depleted. You know, they they just don't. They just it hasn't been their year. But leave it to those guys, the scoundrels. Well, interesting. We talked about this off off uh, off Mike. 
the Dodgers could have really put one to the Astros yeah, walking yeah. into this last few games. If they would have just tanked and said, you know what, let's just not even try out there and lose some games, it would have knocked the Astros and the Angels would have gotten the playoffs. Yeah. That would have been, been, been great. Just, Doc would have never let that happen, but no. how funny would that have been? Yeah, and you know, there's a, a text chain that went to this morning, Brett, to a lot of guys we grew up with that I play fantasy baseball with that somebody tweeted – you know, MLB expanded the playoffs to 16 teams and Mike Trout still can't get in. I know, it, man. The Angels just got to do better next year with pitching. It's pitching. That's it. That's it. some pitching in. Their offense is as good as anybody's. I and I don't see why, you know, I always think about ballparks. I know the money is a big thing and, and money talks, but, you know, a lot has to do with ballparks. And they have a great ballpark to pitch in. It's a great pitcher's park. And they got crowd support. There's money coming in when they're when they compete. And who wouldn't want to? I mean, we're biased. We grew up in Southern. We grew right, you know, down the down the 57 from from so Angel Stadium. To get in and out of there, though. Who wouldn't want to live there, man? You could live out in Newport Beach. Like, yeah. God, man, I don't know. I don't know how they don't have a stack team every. And Artie Marino's not afraid to spend money. I don't see always, how they're not stacked. He doesn't go after the top pitcher. He usually goes after the top position player. He's been burnt. He just got to bring in that pitcher. I think if he goes out and gets two top pitchers, they can be as good as anybody next year. Hey, Brett, let's um, let's talk about um, first of all, make a, a World Series prediction based on what we just talked about, and then I want to talk about some of the rule changes this year and if they're going to last. Can I? Can I? Wow, that's tough. I mean, I think the the Dodgers on paper are the best team in the National League. Um, will they do it? I don't know. Uh, it's hard to make a substantial. I'd like to see. I'll just preface it this way. I'd like to see Dodgers or Padres come out of that, that one side. Um, and in the American League, gosh, man. Um, I, I, the Rays are tough. Um, I mean, I think I would love to see a Yankees-Dodgers like we wanted last year, just because I think that would, in this year, that's been so volatile with everything going on. I think it would be a really cool matchup to see in the World Series. I'm going to go with Dodger Yankee World Series, um, although I think the Twins have the easier path because the Yankees have to get through the Rays, the Rays have to get through the Yankees, and the Twins have been as good as any team in baseball night in and night out all year. They're pitching. It's all Dodger former pitchers, right? Their pitching is just good enough, right, for uh, Nelson Cruz and some of their other hitters just to put up big numbers, but um, – I'm going to say this. I'm going to say Padres-Yankees matchup in the World Series from – I went to that last time. Yeah, and I'm going to say the Padres – this is totally a, like a long shot. And the Padres are going to have revenge and beat the Yankees in the World Series. They got swept in 98, right? Yeah, they got swept bad. But I'm saying this is the year of destiny for the Padres. They got the new uniforms. They got the new manager – um you know I think they're I, a year away from their year of destiny i know i think so too but i'm <laughs> saying just in this weird format that that, that <laughs> they go back and they finally get their revenge for the sweep of the yankees stranger things have happened so right? hey let's talk about first the expanded playoffs should they keep the, i want to ask you three different things then the dh and then the, the runner on second base so let's start with the expanded playoffs take it or leave it i like it i i, I actually i like it i like it's just more teams in the in the you know, the playoffs are exciting. As for any player that's ever been in a playoff game, there's nothing like it. So to have that, and it's more revenue. I mean, if you look at the financials, it's more revenue. It's and more revenue. Said, it's better than the one-game plan. 
And, and I will say my argument for it is I hate the three game first round, but if you're going to do that, it's fair to do it in the home ballpark for all three games. Yeah. Look how exciting this has been like the last going down to the last week and how many teams were in the mix to make the playoffs. It's been great. So let me ask you one more thing about the playoffs, because when I first heard there was going to be eight teams, I thought it was the three winners and the five wild cards. And that's not the case. It is first and second place, which which to me is fairer in a season like this. That's fairer. Um, Do you agree with that instead of, you know, five wild cards, it's first and second. Yeah. I like the first and second place. I think there's a lot of strategy that comes to that, you know, in terms of handling your team down the stretch. I really, I really like that. And then the two wild card teams, you know, it's, it's, I like that better because I always feel like that the, the wild card team, that was the first wild card team. So basically like the fourth team. Yeah. Um, I always felt like they were at the disadvantage because, you know, that second wild card team was like, you know, just kind of let in. And if they win, I always felt bad for that one team that was, you know, had yeah. the best record in baseball or had, had the best record of all the wild cards. So I, I, I like the format. I don't know if it's going to stick, but um, I, like I said, it's an interesting state, uh, like case study for the major league baseball to see if potentially there's a way to tweak some things. Yeah, I agree. I'd love to see him keep it. Cause I just love playoff baseball. I mean, there's, there's nothing like it to me. Right. Um, okay. So the DH I'll tell you, I think the DH is here to stay. I think the union's going to say, Hey, it basically opens up another spot. Um, <clears throat> it's big money for the players union. You look at certain guys, um, that, <laughs> they can only play DH. So it gives them, you know, 15 extra teams to play for. Uh, what do you think? I think it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Just for the fact that I was a National League guy pretty much my whole career. And I love to hit. I love, I love the fact that at least the American League and the National League have a difference. And that's basically the single difference is the pitchers hit. Um, you know, is it, is it more fun to come watch, you know, David Ortiz hit than Brett Tomko? Of course it is. But you know, I, I, I'm a, a little bit of a purist in that regard that I, I like it. I, I would, I'd be very sad to see it go. But do you think it is going to go? Um, I don't, I don't think it will right away. I think yeah. they'll go back to it next year and then it'll be in the next bargaining agreement. It'll be yeah. something that will be discussed. Okay. And this one I know is very controversial, but I got to tell you, and if you're a Dodger junkie like me, and we play the longest games in the world, even with the new pitching rule, oh, we didn't you know, all have the pitching rules, but um, I like, and you know what? Oral Hershiser likes it too. I like the <laughs> runner on second base to, um, to start extra innings. It's, it's different, but guys, look, you had nine innings to win the game. If you didn't do it, we're going to put a runner on second. I mean, what do you think? I, I, of course, Oral would like it because he was a starting pitcher. At first, he said he hated it. Right? Well, <laughs> I, I think m- more starters will like it. The relievers will hate it because yeah. those are the losses or the non-holds or what? Well, no, it's the losses or the non-holds that are going to go on their records that they take into arbitration or, or negotiations. Um, you know, does it sh- shorten a game? Absolutely. It, it would. Is there a lot of games that I wish that would have happened because I was out there for four and a half, five hours? Absolutely. Yeah, get to um, yeah you know (laughs) oh getaway day when it's already a late game you're like dude i'm not getting home till four in the morning by the time we fly cross country yeah throw that runner on second let's get out of here um i you know it it's a coin flip for me i hate to be like that but it it is a coin flip do i see the benefits sure do i love it does it seem a little bit like you know pony league or high school or or little league sure 
Um, you know, I've always been a big proponent of speeding the games up. So if we go on that respect, it might be something they try for a couple of years and, and see. Yeah, if within really three sticks. years, you want to remember the other way. But uh, we'll remember the night our um, our high school won the CIF championship back in 1989. Oh, yeah. I remember, remember that. We were at Lampos and yep. the Dodgers were still playing until like 1 a.m. And Lampos Pizza let us kind of stick around and watch because we got back from Dodger Stadium. I just heard Lampos Pizza has moved. It's not in the same location. It's right behind it. It's about 50 feet behind it. You Lampos okay. West. So I was a little devastated when I heard out. that. I heard that news <laughs> that Lampos was gone. It was the pizza place that we grew up. Every big event, yeah, everything ended up at Lampos Pizza afterwards. So yeah, like when I heard it was gone, I was like, it. no, it's, it's not. It's in the old Yorba Linda Hardware store, which is right behind it. Uh, it's kind of nice. Uh, they have a the post pub now. I'll tell you what, when this all when this all everything kind of irons out, I'm gonna have to make a trip up. We're gonna have to go to yeah. Lampost. Well, Brett, hold on real quick. You and me are going to Texas for the World Series, bro. They're going to open it up. I'm going to see the restaurant <laughs> if they open the it up, Ranger that... Stadium this time instead of the – wait, I need to explain what I just said, right? Brett and I always run into each other in the Dodger Stadium bathroom. In the bathroom. In the playoffs. Right. <laughs> By coincidence. That has happened because... a couple times, which is <laughs> so, so random. You think, you know, 60,000 people in a stadium, and you walk up to the stall next to you, and you're like, hey, Josh, what's going on? <laughs> just... You know what I always think is pretty cool? And, of course, you guys know my brother played too. It, it it's, I think it's cool that you guys can go to the stadium and quote unquote blend in. And I know, I know you do get recognized from time to time, but I just think it's cool that you can go be a fan. And, and you know, the first time I got to be with my brother where he actually acted like a fan of MLB was at the all-star game in Anaheim uh, when they had it there. Uh, I got the thing right here. What year was it that they had it there? I don't even remember, but we went to home run derby and we were in the front row and I had my brother over the stadium, like on his hands, getting balls from all the lefties. We were right by the right field foul pole. And it was, it was great to see him be like a little kid again, because it, you guys, you know, you're part of it. And it's so hard for you. There's such a line there uh, that to me, it's cool to see you guys at the game. And once in a while, I'll see another player and it's cool that, you know, most people don't recognize it. So you enjoy doing that? Just kind I, yeah. Of I don't, I don't know if, I don't know how Matt feels about it. It's, it's a, it's a, like an outer body experience. The very, I can remember the very first time I just stopped playing. Um, a buddy of mine who's a, a magician, a magi mu musician? Yeah. Butchered that, right? <laughs> they were in town doing a concert. Um, and he, he called me and said, hey, is there any way you can come up with Padre tickets? I said, yeah, I'll, I'll make some calls. So I, I, I texted him. I said, hey, I got you set up. He's like, uh, you're going with us, right? And I said, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not ready to go. It had been like a whole season, right? And I said, yeah, I'm just not ready. Like, I, I, I can't do it. My wife's like, you got to just pull the Band-Aid off and go. You got yeah, At some point, you're going to have to go to your first game you know, after you're done playing. So I said, all right, I'll go. So I said, I'll meet you in the stands. I'm going to go early, go in the clubhouse, you know, say hello to some people. So I was in the clubhouse for about two, three innings, uh, hanging out with the clubhouse guy, and went up the elevator and went to the stadium. And as I was walking through the stadium, like I had my head down and it was bizarre because it's the first time that I had been in a big league stadium as a fan since high school. And so you're talking like almost 30 years so that I had been yeah. in a stadium and I just kept feeling like I was out of place. Like it was, it was, I don't even know how to explain. It. I just, I didn't feel right. Um, I got to my seats. My buddy was there. We're hanging out. We're talking. The cool thing was I could go get some nachos or something like that, which was, which was fun to kind of experience the concession stands and do all that and feel like a kid again, like you said, but it was so bizarre. It was so bizarre. And I, I like, you know, I've done it a couple times with my kids for like literally day. And I was like super anxious 
because I knew like timing of like when I would be out to start warming up. And I kept saying, why isn't the pitcher out here like stretching? It's like, it's 635. The game's at seven. Like he's not going to, I kept thinking about all that stuff because I couldn't get out of that mode of what would I be doing right now if, if I was pitching this game? Let me and, ask you, oh, go ahead. Finish and it. it's, it's gotten to the point now it's like, I'm more comfortable going to the game and I can sit and just enjoy it and, and yeah. enjoy the fact that my kids are at a baseball game and I'm going to get them ice cream and stuff like that. Like it's, it's a lot more enjoyable. The first few times was, like I said, was just bizarre. One of the things I enjoy about having conversations with you and other guys who played is like, if I'm with the guys who didn't play and we're talking about the two or three things that we're watching that are really relevant to the game. And then you walked in and we asked you that you'd name three things. Yeah. Not one of us mentioned <laughs> that, <laughs> that were way more relevant that, that you guys are so programmed or, with. or you're yeah. so asphyxiated with something. I'm like, Hey, check out the guy at the end of the dugout, what yeah, he's yeah. doing right now, yeah, like yeah. flipping balls and like, he's doing yeah. this. And you'd be like, what? Like, yeah, yeah it, it is a different perspective. And I remember that, like I said, that one time I was going, I was just super anxious Cause I just felt the timing of stuff. And I'm like, dude, that guy's got to be ready. He's not going to get loose enough to get in the game. Like I just, I, I kept thinking about what was going on in the clubhouse guys yeah. getting ready. Cause if, if you've never seen it and you've never been in a major league clubhouse, there's so much stuff going, there'll be a guy in his sliders, like his underwear sitting in his locker, like 15 minutes before the game. Yeah. Like, and it, and it looks like such an entertainment thing out on the field. There's the lights, there's the announcers, there's guys warming up. And I kept thinking about what was going like 15 minutes before the game, I might be getting a burrito because I'm not pitching like and scarfing it down to get out to the dugout in time for the national anthem. Like I think about all that stuff. Yeah. That's so crazy, man. Yeah. But but it's fun. I I miss all that stuff. I really do. Somebody just asked me uh, yesterday, um, you know, do you miss it? And and my first response is I miss it every single day. I miss it. There's some things I don't miss or some things that, you know, you can have, and I did it a long time, but in, in like when you think about the big picture of what I got to do for you know 20 professional seasons and more through college and high school like I miss I miss everything about it in terms of it was such a cool thing to do for so long and and you know it was a dream come true as a kid like I never said I'm going to be a major league baseball player but what kid playing baseball doesn't want to do that so let me ask you this question how many times did you leave the clubhouse and walk to a concession stand in your uniform or part of your uniform <laughs> to get a hot dog or nachos. And did you have to pay? It only happened once. Um, yeah. Usually I could like, well, and you have to understand, like it's even gotten better now. Like every, every big league clubhouse has like a food room um, and visiting clubhouse has a food room. And on the home side, you usually have a cook or a chef that's there all the time you come in and you can get lunch made whatever's kind of around the clubhouse or what they have they on the like if you walk in with nachos uh, they, <laughs> no probably not because they probably in a perfect world want to get nachos too so like on the home side you can you can walk in and like they said there's stuff in the in the there's big it's like you're walking into like a convenience store to yeah. be honest um and you know like padres they were we had a guy tony 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 would make the best fish burritos ever and pretty much you could walk in there anytime and go, Hey, Tony, can I get a fish burrito? And he always had the stuff on hand. So like, wow. and, and Philly, if you're in the fi- Philly visiting clubhouse, you could go in there. They have the best cheesesteaks around. You can take yeah. Geno's, you can take Pat's, you can take all that. But the Philly visiting clubhouse has a cheesesteak that's just as good as anything. So every day I wouldn't even eat lunch in Philly. I just go to the stadium and get a, and get a cheesesteak from them. Yeah. So uh, the one time to get back to your, to your question, um, in Cincinnati was my rookie year, Reggie Sanders. Um, and they always haze the rookies a little bit. Some, some good stuff, some bad stuff. 
Yeah. Um, and it's usually like you, you basically became like their personal like concierge, yeah, Reggie, right? Reggie. So Reggie was like, hey, I want an orange soda. So I'm like, orange soda. I'm like, all right. So I go up to the clubhouse and I go, to, I go and I look for orange soda. There's no orange soda. So I go to our clubhouse guy. I said, hey, Rick, can I, do you have any orange soda? He goes, no, I don't have anything. So I go back. I go back to Reggie. I said, hey, they don't have any orange soda. He's like, well, I, I want an orange soda. So I'm like, oh, man. All right. I go back. Rick, where can I get an orange soda? It's like, they have orange soda in the, in the concessions. So I was like, oh, dude. I go back to Reggie. I said, hey, they, they only have it in the concessions. He goes, well, then go get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you're in that moral dilemma. Do I really do this? So sure enough, I go back to Rick. I said, hey, I got to get to a concession stand. How do I do it? So I took off my, my jersey and just had, I had my pants on and, and, my, and my running shoes and I had a red just t-shirt on. It's like, here, I'll get you the back door. We go to the back door, elevator up, walked. The elevator was like, like right by the concession. So I kind of walk like through the little side door and they get me in there. And sure enough, I got my orange soda for Reggie and walked down there. But that's <laughs> the only time you? during the game as a player, I had to get up into the stands somehow to get some type of concession. So did they charge you? No, I didn't have to pay. No, thank goodness. It would have, well, back in the day, it would have been a lot cheaper. Now it's like to go get a soda. It's like nine bucks. Yeah. Anybody recognize you on the, in your t-shirt? No. Yeah. No. People are like, what are you doing? And I, I, I was with the clubhouse guy. So I had a yeah. little bit of like security with me, yeah. but, um, so but here's yeah. the main question to, uh, to end that story. Did Reggie do that just so you had to do that? Or did he actually want orange soda? Did he like just pour it out in front of you when you brought it back? Or did he no, he drank it. it. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely drank it. No, he's, he drank it for sure. That's almost as good as the uh, getting into San Francisco at 2 a.m. and having to go to McDonald's for a burger to raise. Yeah, that Reggie was Reggie was too. <laughs> well, hey, uh, this has been cool, man. Let's do uh, – we'll do another playoff uh, show after the first round and see who – who pulls off the upset. You got anything else you want to add before we sign off? No, that's it. It's good to be back on. I know we took a little bit of a hiatus. I had some stuff going on at home, some remodel stuff. So, uh, and, and school, virtual school and, and teaching kids again and helping with that has been, has been crazy. So thanks for sticking with us and kind of, kind of waiting for this. We'll try to get a little more consistent through the playoffs and, and, and give you guys some good content. Sounds good. We're the dugout dudes. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.